Glory to God. Tonight is the night, day five, night five, night of grace. Glory to God. Can we stand to our feet, please, and give our Heavenly Father the praise and honor that he is due to his name. Glory to God. Can we raise our hands, give glory, give our worship to the one and true living God, the author and finisher of our faith, Lord. We thank you right now, Father, for bringing us here this evening, Father. True dedication right now, Father God. A rededication right now, Father God. We thank you right now, Father God, for the breath of life that you have breathed into us. The same breath that you breathed into Adam, Father, through the nostrils of man, Father. We thank you, Father, for your son, Jesus, who died for us, Father. What this is all about, Father. The light of the world, Father. The battle that was won, Father. The mighty victory that was won, Father. The invitation, Father, that you have given us, Father. The true revealing that you've given us, Father. We know, Father, that as we endure, Father, you will give us strength, Father. You will give us power. You've given us power and authority, Father. Dominion, Father, in this world right now, Father God. We thank you right now, Father God. We thank you, Father. We pray a special anointing over our shepherd of this house, Father. Pastor Rod Walker, over our teacher, Teacher Melvin Walker, Father. We thank you for their labor and love. We thank you for their labor and their study. We thank you for the countless hours that they spend with us, Father. And it can only be done, Father, through your Holy Spirit, Father. So we thank you for your Holy Spirit, Father. We praise the name of Jesus, Father. We honor you. We glorify your name, Father. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And we all say amen and amen. My God, man, they really blew that, didn't they? My God, Ooh, glory to God, man, y'all may be seated in the heavenly places, amen, All right, what, what night is this? Oh, it's grace, y'all right, gonna give me some grace tonight? Yeah, give me some grace tonight. Man. <laughs> but y'all don't know what I'm what kind of grace I'm asking for. Y'all don't know. Y'all just gonna say yeah, huh? Y'all give me grace to keep you here for two hours. Look, look, ain't nobody said nothing. 
I didn't clean my glasses. Can I see? I make sure I see everything right. My God. All right. So tonight is. <laughs> that makes sure I see this right. Man. So tonight is number five, right? So we have many, how many more nights we got? Three more. Three more. So I can. Uh, I know I had some slides that I need to check out. I won't be able to do them tonight, but I'll, I'll have everything running tomorrow. Get some visuals tomorrow. We're going to get into the story. We've been enjoying. You know, we have new people watch every night, so sometimes you got to do a little review, right? You know, right? <laughs> I like that. Y'all look good. Look at family tonight. Harold, how you doing? Amen. How's your wife doing? Amen. Amen, y'all. All right, Tiffany. Good to see you. All right, there's an back there. And Eric, I mean, did they blow those shofars or what? Wow. I mean, they really went, they really went in. So, did I finish the fourth claim that Jesus made yesterday? I did? Okay, some folks said, I said, they said, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it is the revealing. It is trying to get this. We got new people watching this stuff. That's good. I want to make sure I'm clear and concise. Um, so it was a, you know, you sometimes you go online, you and you get things that pop up on your your feed, and and uh, wow, about Hanukkah, and I'm I'm looking at some of these uh, you know, huge churches, and you know, they're Jewish and. I meant even well-known people are explaining this non-stick <laughs> menorah, the Hanukkah, and I'm listening, and I'm like, wow. Now, what's funny is that actually the Jewish community has been observing Hanukkah for close to 2,000 years. And the center um, wick or candle with the nine candles, eight, nine on the side, right? Four on each side and the one in the middle. And they're saying that that's the servant, the shamash, right? That's the servant candle which we know that's Jesus. But they can't see Jesus here in the seven. The only one that was in the temple. How do we get from historically, and that's what I'm going to show you a little bit later, historically we have etched in stone the instructions that God gave Moses. 
And it's for a seven, not a nine. Where did that come from? I mean, for something that God had designed to really represent him, how did we add to that? Hmm. And it becomes an idol. Idolatry. This is the one that was in the temple. How did we get to a nine candlestick? How? We, we got the body of Christ. They got the word of God. But how did we get from this to a Christmas tree? How did we get there? Isn't there something? How did we get there? I mean, have y'all just went, you know, I'm in, <laughs> I'm in the Chinese restaurant, and it's in this Chinese restaurant, and they, and we know that they're Buddhists and all that, and they got the Christmas tree right over there in the corner. <laughs> so you can almost use that, like, do, you can use that, do you believe? What, what What's that? Okay. I'm just, have y'all just stepped back and looked? You mean y'all believe in Jesus? Y'all celebrating his birthday? Or is it just the tree? Tradition. I need us to step back and really observe what we're doing. Yeah? Mm. The guy, he goes online and he's He's saying that it's about giving gifts at Hanukkah. Now, I done been through first and second Maccabee. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it in the Bible. Where does that come from? How do we get there? How did we get there? People mad when you talk about Christmas. Don't you talk about my Christ. Man of God, how you doing? Okay. Can you go to Second um, Thessalonians? How did that happen? Second Thessalonians 2 and 3. <laughs> Y'all, stop. <laughs> Click. That's sorry. That's funny. <laughs> Second Thessalonians two and three. So how, how did we get here? <laughs> Al, you know me. How did we get here, Al? Ms. Al, how did we get here? Go ahead, go ahead, man of God. Second Thessalonians chapter two at verse three. Let no one deceive or beguile you in any way. Hmm. For that day will not come except the apostasy comes first. Unless the predicted great falling away of those who have professed to be Christians mm. has come. Mm. And the man of lawlessness, of sin, is revealed, who is the son of doom, 
of perdition. Go ahead, read the next one. Verse 4. Who opposes and exalts himself so proudly and insolently against and over all that is called God or that is worshipped even to his actually taking his seat in the temple of God, mm. proclaiming that he himself is God. Wow. How did this happen? How did we get here? It's deception. And it says, teacher, a great falling away. We think that this is going to be like you wake up tomorrow and it's a big event. That is going to happen like that. Just the event happened when he was nailed on that cross. The falling away started. That's when it started. Y'all keep thinking it's just one event. This is the revealing. It's been happening. Great is the falling away. Because we've been deceived. That we, we've been deceived. We've been deceived. And it said that, <clears throat> man, God, go back. Go back to the top. Number three, please. Let no one deceive or beguile you in any way. Mm. For that day will not come except the apostasy comes first. Mm. Unless the predicted great falling away of those who have professed to be Christians mm. has come. And the man of lawlessness, of sin, is revealed, who is the son of doom, of perdition. So that's not the world. You can't fall away from something that you were never a part of. Ain't that right? You cannot fall away from something you were never a part of. The great falling away. Unless the predicted great falling away of those who have professed to be who? Christ-like. Has come. What does that look like? I mean, have we been seeing it? any means who opposes and exalt himself above all that is called God. Or that is worship. Or so that he that as God seated but in the temple of God 
showing himself to be God. So this is really moving forward. This is really the Antichrist. One who's against or opposes Christ. Paul said that spirit already does work. So this the nonstick is really opposing Christ, the true Christ. Y'all, it's so, it's, you got to understand it. When you see this, it's the revealing, the Antichrist, Jesus. It is so in a line with. Daniel, matter of fact, let's go to Daniel. Go to Daniel 8 3. And he read it. I believe that's where we want to go. This is important to know this Antichrist, one that is opposing them. Um, what y'all going to do tomorrow if they wake up and they start assembling the third temple? Did you hear that? That's a good follower right there. So this story, we 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 getting into it. This story of 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 uh, the Maccabees, which is really good. And you know, first and second Maccabees is not a continuation. You think it is, but it's not. It's really the story. It's the same story. Two different people wrote it. It's not a continuation. First and second. It's the, they're observing the actual same event. Mm-hmm. See, so I'm just letting you know this is how uh, we do. And those are the the Maccabees in first and second. These are the apocryphers. These are the books in between uh, Malachi and Matthew. These are the the apocryphal, the extra biblical books. They're not saying that they're canon, but they are great historical uh, information that you really need that coincide with the word of God. So we can go into Daniel 8 and 3, and we need to see, so we just dive right into it. We dive right, dove right into it last year, but we want to take our time this time, right? Let God speak. So, uh, for real, so with this great falling away, we're going to get to the scripture. Yeah, you got to understand something. It's already happening. He, he starts, the Antichrist, how he works is first he gets the people to go along with him. Come in really nice, uh-huh. subtle, and sweet. Uh-huh. He just gets you to go along with it that way. That's, that's what he's doing. You know, let's, let's take prayer out of schools. Let's just take prayer out of schools. So once I take prayer out of schools, then now I can bring in these other clubs over a period of time. And if I can bring it in there, then I can do the same thing in the homes. I begin to break down the homes. This is the spirit of Antichrist that's opposing the things of God. All right. Just gradually. Now, you can't say anything. 
against someone. Because now, no, 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 you can't say it now because now you'll be prosecuted. It's hate speech. Not freedom of speech no more. It's hate speech. Okay. Man of God, let, let's just see this Hanukkah. This is so prophetic. It's so prophetic. And this is the whole story. Yeah, I can go into any historic or history book in high school, in Walmart, and you can see Daniel. You can see the prophetic in there. You can see it right in there because it's right there. I can lay it right on top of the word of God, any history book, and you will see it. Amen. Amen. Come on. This is Daniel chapter 8 at verse 3. And I lifted up my eyes and saw, and behold, there stood before the river a single ram, which had two horns, representing two kings of Medo-Persia, Darius the Mede, then Cyrus. And the two horns were high, but one, Persia, was higher than the other, and the higher one came up last. Mm -hmm. Verse 4. I looked and saw the ram, Medo-Persia, pushing and charging westward and northward and southward. No beast could stand before him. Neither could anyone rescue from his power. But he did according to his own will and pleasure and magnified himself. Now, see, if you put that in perspective, that would be Alexander the Great. That you would see in your history book. <coughs> Go ahead. How many of y'all heard of Alexander the Great? All right. Yeah, see, I know you have it here. Go ahead. As I was considering, behold, a he-goat, the king of Greece, came from the west across the face of the whole earth. Don't worry. I'm going to break all of this down, Medo-Persian, all that, it, as we go. Just trying to give you the backdrop and all that right now, Okay. Go ahead. He came across the face of the whole earth without touching the ground. Mm. And the goat had a conspicuous and remarkable horn between his eyes, mm. symbolizing Alexander the Great. See there? That's what I love about the Amplified. Go ahead. And he came to the ram that had the two horns which I had seen standing on the bank of the river and ran at, uh, and ran at him in the heat of his power. Mm. In my vision, I saw him come close to the ram, Medo-Persia, and he was moved with anger against him. And he, Alexander the Great, struck the ram and broke his two horns. And there was no power in the ram to stand before him. But the goat threw him to the ground and trampled on him. Now, now y'all know this is before Alexander. Do y'all understand Bible prophecy? Go ahead. He's telling the story, y'all. I mean, Alexander's in the Bible. Go ahead. And there was no one who could rescue the ram from his power. Mm. And the he-goat, Alexander the Great, magnified himself exceedingly. Mm. And when he was young and strong, the great horn, he was suddenly broken. 
And instead of him, there came up four notable horns to whom the kingdom was divided. So when, he, when it says broken, that's when he died. He died at age 33. When did Jesus die? Okay, go ahead, keep on, keep on. There came up four notable horns to whom the kingdom was divided. And One uh, yep. toward each of the four winds of the heavens. Mm -hmm. Verse 9. Out of littleness and in small beginnings, one of them came forth, Antiochus Epiphanes, a horn whose impious presumption and pride grew exceedingly great toward the south and toward the east and toward the ornament, the precious, blessed land of Israel. All right. Hold on. See, this is why I do love the Amplify, because it does give you a little more insight of what was going on. So if you had read that in the King James, you wouldn't have saw that who that is, Antiochus Epiphanes. It really helps you in your study to understand. Amen? Amen. Who is, that word Antiochus Epiphanes is the word, it, he actually called himself God Manifest. Mm -hmm. he, had some, he had some other names too that he was known for how, because how cruel he was. Antiochus Epiphanes, God Manifested, that's what it means. And he is a foreshadow of a type of Antichrist. This is why this story is so prophetic in between what happened those 400 years in the Testamental. Amen? Amen? But the scripture reveals everything. Go ahead. At verse 10. And in my vision, this horn grew great, even against the host of heaven, mm. God's true people, the saints. And some of the host and of the stars, the priests, it cast down to the ground and trampled on them. Watch this. He could only get in or be in the temple or have access to the priest. It's because of his, his um, what, do you, what do you want to say, of his flatteries. So the, the, the Antichrist could only come in because he was welcomed in. He had access through the priest. This pagan worship that we do can only get in through the priest. Come on, I'm going to need y'all to follow me. Wake up. So the things that we do in the church could only get in through flattery. Y'all are right. So some of the stuff that you see in the church is still, is still the Antichrist spirit. And what I'm, I'm trying, whoo, that is still, this is how, the, okay, go ahead. I'm going to let you go ahead and finish. Just, I'm Verse 11. Yes, this horn magnified itself even matching itself against the prince of the host of heaven. And from him, the continual burnt offering was taken away. And the place of God's sanctuary was cast down and profaned. Verse 12. The sanctuary. Go ahead. And the host, the chosen people, was given to the wicked horn 
together with the continual burnt offering mm. because of the transgression of God's people. Mm. Their abounding irreverence, ungodliness, and lack of piety. This is God's people now. They gave in to the paganism. They gave in. You see it everywhere. You still see it today. They gave in. They, this is how the Antichrist spirit works. And it still is working. He's required that which has been shall be again. This is what you're seeing. This is what it's. The great fall away is not just one event. It's been a, it's an ongoing, increasing event. And this is what you've been seeing. It is just getting worse and worse and worse. More liberal, more liberal, more liberal. So it is a great falling away. To God, a day is a thousand years, a thousand years a day. This is what's happening. Where you at, right, man of God? Where you at? And righteousness and truth were cast down to the ground. Look at this. And it, the wicked horn, accomplished this by divine permission mm. and prospered. See? Permission. <laughs> he in your head because you let him in your head. He in your church because you let him in your church. You know why? Because the Christ has not yet been revealed to the body. It has not yet been revealed. So it really is our fault. Y'all, y'all didn't, man of God, read that again. And the host, the chosen people, go ahead. Was given to the wicked horn together with the continual burnt offering. Because of the transgression of God's people, their abounding irreverence, ungodliness, and lack of piety. Righteousness and truth were cast down to the ground, and it, the wicked horn, accomplished this by divine permission. Could God Almighty and prospered? Mm. I mean, it grew. Go ahead. Verse thirteen. Mm. Then I heard a holy one speaking. And another holy one said to the one that spoke, mm. for how long is the vision concerning the continual offering? The transgression that makes desolate and the giving over of both the sanctuary and the host of the people to be trampled underfoot. Wow. And he said to him and to me for 2,300 evenings and mornings, then the sanctuary shall be cleansed and restored. That right there is Hanukkah. That, see, this is the thing. If I just wipe this all off, 
And this is where we made the offerings to God at. I just wiped this all off. And, and now, the, and, and you know, you got the priest, the Gohan right there. They, you got him just standing there. And he allowed Antiochus Epiphanes to come in and make desolate the temple of God. And we made it desolate. We defiled it. We took a swine, a pig, and he know that. Y'all can get the story later on. And he slayed that pig on the altar of God. And the priest allowed it to happen. And defiled it. See, I have to be very careful of what we allow in here. And, you know, not just in here, but you need to be careful what you allow because this is the temple now. He come in this. See. Jesus. This is serious business right here. I'm going to see where I want to go here. Imagine. I'm going to go here first. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. What you just read, or what we're going to actually continue with, it is the greatest military victory of all times. Tucked away in between the 400 years. It, it didn't, they didn't just get the victory overnight. Okay. 400 years. Okay. It didn't just happen overnight. Mm, mm, mm. The word of God never stopped being. A lot of times we hear God wasn't speaking. That is just, it, when I hear, hear people say that, it, it's just like, just don't melt with me. If God wasn't speaking, oh, I won't listen to him. He said, what God does, he does forever. He's still speaking. But just like in Solomon Ports, they couldn't hear him. Standing right there, couldn't see him, couldn't hear him. He never stopped speaking. He never stopped speaking. Let me see. The Bible said that the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. He said, if you don't pray for me, the rocks are going to cry. He still speaks. He, he He said, let there be light. There was still light. Jesus, my God. Okay. The word of God never stopped being. All you need to do is read first and second Maccabees. And you will see the historical events that are found in them. This will fill the gap in between Malachi and Matthew. 
Thank you, Jesus. The Maccabees were part of it. The first and second Maccabee. Actually, if you ever got original King James 1611 version, you would see it in there. It would be in there. Right. All right. So this is why pastors don't really understand the word Hanukkah. Because it means dedication. Y'all all right? I think what we really understand is tradition. We really understand tradition. Tradition, watch this, means the transmission of customs or belief from generation to generation or the fact of being passed on, listen, in this way. And a lot of times we would think we have allowed, we have allowed um, tradition to become truth. And it's not. And, and we also have allowed, watch this, our feelings to be truth. And they're not. Your feelings are not truth. Your feelings are not truth. But we believe our feelings is true. But our feelings are not truth. Uh, a serial killer or a liar believe that there's his lie is the what? Truth, because he what? Feels that way. Serial killer believe he's doing the right thing because he feels like he got to do it. But it's wrong, though, isn't it? So my feelings can't be truth. Ain't that right? How many of y'all are led by the truth? Jesus said, I'm the truth, the life and the way. So how many of y'all have been in situations you believe because the way you feel is true? Y'all see that little thing up? So you believe? You see what I'm saying? So we believe the same thing when it comes to, watch this, Christmas. We believe that it is the true. It's the true worship of Christ. It is not. But because you because everybody's doing it, you believe it's the what? Because they what? Feel that is right. But it's not what? The truth. God, that could help people with a lot of things. Stop, pause for a minute. When you're about to interact with your feeling, with, with your feelings, stop for a minute. Paul, don't do anything. Don't, don't say nothing. Whatever you do, don't say anything. Pull back. Let them feelings subside. Some of y'all got to go a little bit longer. Let them subside. Now engage. <coughs> now engage. Because now you, you have allowed your feelings not to overtake you. Blood pressure done went down. Heart rate done went down. And even Now, watch this. You'll be able to hear what the person was trying to communicate with you. 
because you didn't give an interaction with your emotions. I, I watch. I watch our little, our little, our little puppy, Sky. And she, um, you, you gotta observe things. So I, my interaction with her is very calm, and she becomes calm, even when she really want to be excited. I'm still calm. And she's so cute, she know how to pull it out you too. You'd be like, oh, just a little bit. She pull it out you. Then she just go off. So if I find out, so she finds out, she say, oh my goodness, oh he's just calm. He's not like teacher. She not like, she he not like her. So she's, she's feeding off of my emotions because I got a trainer. So she's feeding off my emotions. And when she calmed down, she can hear me and obey. When you calm down, body of Christ, they can hear that Jesus is the light of the world, and you have been serving tradition, and you are in adultery. You'll hear that. All tradition ain't bad, because it was traditional for Jesus to go to the synagogue. All tradition is not bad, because that was based on the truth. Not a fact, because fact changes. Facts can change, but truth doesn't change. That's why he said, I am the way, the life, and the truth. No man. Come. No, you can't get in any other way. You'll be a robber then. You can get into the house and you break the window in the back. You can get in, but you're a robber. That's not the way to get in. And you don't break the window of your own house that you have entrance to, do you? You know what today? You know what today? I'm not going through the house. I'm just going to break the window and go in this way. Don't even make no sense, do it? You look like a robber. Watch this. And it's your house. Cops pull up. They won't know that's your house. What's your identification? Mm-hmm. See, y'all messing around. Y'all messing around. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Mm. This is powerful. Listen to this, y'all. Y'all listening? Y'all listening? What y'all? What we do? Is that over there? I ain't got but a few minutes, and I got to go. Listen to this, y'all. Listen to this, okay? I love y'all. I love y'all. See, some, some, some pastors don't, they wouldn't tolerate this, but I love y'all. Because I know somebody's listening to me. They hear me. Amen. All right. So listen to this. Antichrist. 
And I love the Maccabees. The Maccabees. I'm going to teach you all about the Maccabees. They were doing, listen, what the Maccabees were doing is they were showing for, watch this, in that intertestamental period that was prophesied by the book of Daniel. What they were doing, they were showing forth a commitment to the preservation of the Torah. The commandments, the truth, the finger of God, the voice of God, the direction of God, the guidance of God for their life. So we could sit here today with the word. It was preserved for us what they did. I'm going to get you into the story right there. They were preserving the word of God. Watch this. The story of the Maccabees shows what it takes to keep the word of faith protected. It means it's going to cause some lives. And then the Bible says some in the end times, will lose their life. Some will be in prison. Yep. What happened before, it's going to happen again. And God requires that which is past. So, but with the church just sitting here like nothing going, it's just, we're going to be raptured and we're gone. No, I don't say that. You are. I, I do believe, but you are. But when? Because the Antichrist is already set up in Many churches. And we don't see it. Nothing happened. This story of the battle of the Maccabees didn't happen until, watch this, one person stood up. Metathias ben Jonah stood up. And said, that's it. No more. One person stood up and said, that's it. Mm, you taking the words right out of my mouth. Before this revolt started, it took one person that stood up and said, that's it. And looking at the temple that was desecrated. And that's the abomination of desolation, or desolation of abomination, should I say. And this is why we need to be very careful of understanding what the third temple is that they're trying to build. Because that's the temple that the Antichrist manifest going to come into and declare himself God. Do you all understand what I'm saying? This is within, watch this, you sit here, but it's within your time frame. This is how close we are to the coming of the Lord. Hallelujah. They already got the temple. They already got the altar. They already got the red heifer. They got all these things. They got the dye for the, for the fabric. They got it all. One that was seemed like it was extinct, but it's back. They got it. They found it. All the things are set into motion. Just wait. And this war that's going on. The Maccabees were at war. The Israel nation, the Jewish nation is where they're at what? War now. Oh, my God. That which was will be again. 
we living right in it and don't realize it. We, we don't realize it because we're blinded. The Bible said that Satan has blinded the minds of the people. And they see Christmas and not Christ. No. These commercials, these TVs, and, and these church, they don't see Christ. They see Christmas. Not Christ. Oh, they're going to be mad at me. Because if you saw Christ, if he was really revealed to you, there would be a difference in what you see in the sanctuary, in the church. We are deceived. He said, let no one deceive you by any means. And the church is deceived. Watch this. With things. Christmas was even outlawed. It was, out, it was um, outlawed in, until 18-something, I think it was, in America. It was outlawed. 18 what? 1881. It was outlawed. It was outlawed. It was illegal. I need somebody to explain that to me, body of Christ, church. Church, can you explain that to me? And I'm still waiting to see apostles. I'm still waiting to see. Somebody please let me see that they worship. That's how they worship God. Yes, he was born. Yes. They brought gifts, the Magi, and all of these things. But who did the Magi work for? They did, but they never went back. <laughs> they didn't go back to where they came from after they understood. They, they were observers of the stars. Magicians. See, we don't want to know this stuff. We don't want to know this. Just light the candles and go home, baby. This is important. I'm tired of the deception. One person stood up. Metathias ben Jonah. He was a Kohen, a priest, a leader. And he had five sons. He had Judah, the hammer. He had Jonathan, the diplomat. He had Simeon, the man of counsel, wise, director, the guide. Then he had John. Then he had John, the oldest. He was the main leader. Then he had a son, Eleazar. He was the youngest brother. Not much is said about him. We don't know much about him, but he died a horrific death. Standing for his faith. My goodness. Okay. Getting close. Mm, mm, mm. So back to this temple. That is being. That is already watched this fabricated. It's prefab. They can have it up. And from what I heard, four to six months, it'll be done. They're just waiting on the right time. 
so many things are happening behind the scene. You're going to see this pretty much in your lifetime. It's a possibility. The temple where the Antichrist is going to set up. And he's going to step in there and claim that he is God. Not long after that, you're going to see what? The two witnesses that are going to come. Man, this is, this is, we're living in one of the most prophetic times ever right now. And we don't even know it. We don't even know it. It's happening like right in front of us. And we can't see it because we're blinded. Don't y'all know that God know what true worship is? Don't you know he know the origins of the tree? Don't you think he know all of this? Don't you think that's not how you worship me? First of all, he said you got to worship me in spirit and what? You can't worship him in a lie. Nobody wanted to hear this. All right. <laughs> Tell your people. Ask your people. Ask them to show you in the Bible where that represents Christ. Ask them where it come from. Ask them what is the origin. See, watch this. You can't come against people's tradition. With the truth. I, I grew up like Jehovah Witness. And you know, my, my dad won't, he won't Jehovah Witness, he won't nothing. But my mom was. And my dad was like, we're going to give, we gonna, I'm giving my kids some, kids some toys. He put no tree up though. Then they compromise. Okay, get to them the night before. That's how, but it's a compromise. But that's all, that's all that you see in the church today is compromise. He gets you to compromise on what you think is real. It gets you to compromise. Because you don't think it's worth fighting for. That's good. Wow. That's good. You just let. She didn't hold her faith. No, buddy. We're not doing that. Go ahead. See how easy it is? It's, it comes in pleasant at first. Just so nice to take you over. Just real nice. Just a little compromise. Little jingle here, little bell there. Put it together, you be singing the song. Go ahead. Kiss me. This is the truth. This is the subtleness of how Satan comes. He don't come like a. The Bible said, "Now where you been?" He said, "I've been to and for the like." A line. He won't. No, Jesus is coming. As. The lion of the tribe of Judah. He's coming. And they say, he's seeking who he may devour. He's still doing that. He's still devouring. If you're willing. 
Ask your friends, why y'all have the Christmas tree? Can you tell me about that? <laughs> then I'm going to help, in the, in the end, I'm going to help you with the tree of life. Let you see the real tree of life, what it really represents. And why God gave that to man. Oh, okay. You got to go this one, too. Can, I said it again, but I don't have to say it. Because when you don't know the falsity, when you don't understand the falsity, tradition is so easy to be blended. Tradition is designed to work alongside of the truth. It works alongside of it. Mm -hmm. Y'all okay? That's what happens. This is how it can have sustainability forever, it seems like. Because it walks alongside of the truth. Right? Mm. So here was the prestidigitation. Let's celebrate his birthday. That's the, it's, it's really not. That, and Jesus wasn't celebrating his birthday at Hanukkah, the dedication of the temple. He was there revealing himself as the light of the world and the four things that he claimed to be. Simultaneously. It was a revealing of him. This tradition is something else, though. So we're really stuck in tradition. Sometimes your families have tradition. Just a family in itself have a tradition. They do things this way. Don't make it right. Feel good, but it don't make it right. That's what we do. It was a revealing of the Christ. And so, when this temple is built, he's trying to reveal himself as God. So the Jewish people in that nation at the time going to believe that he's God. Because they're waiting on his second advent. Oh, excuse me, first advent. We already know he came. And he's coming again. Right? That's what advent means, the coming. So we're, we're not going to be deceived. You don't need a temple for Christ to dwell in now. You're the temple of Christ right now. But they believe they need a temple and it's going to be there and a person is going to actually walk in there and claim that he's God. He's going to have signs. It says following him. He's going to have, he's going to have lion signs and wonders. That's what the Bible says. Lion signs and wonders. Pour fire from heaven. That's it. Y'all just falling for it. Do you know? Y'all know what a hologram is, right? You know, they got holograms now that you can actually touch. And you're going to believe that it's real. Y'all all right? See, it's going to be easy to deceive. Why are they pushing? Why are they pushing this iPhone 15? So hard. You can almost get it for free. 
Do you know that they can take your DNA now and they don't need to touch you? Your DNA can be sampled and I don't have to touch you. It's going to be easy to deceive the people. Already deceived. That's why, because they're already deceived. Do you know what's in your phone? Do you know there's components in there that are not operative at this moment, but will be? Do you know? It's going to be easy to deceive the body of Christ. He's not worried about the world. He's talking about the body. It's going to be easy. He was talking to the body. It's going to be easy to deceive them. You got Christians sowing money into, into Israel for the third temple. Do y'all understand what I just said? I said a whole lot. So that spirit of Antiochus Epiphanes is already working. Like a locomotive. It's speeding up. It's getting faster and faster. And some still won't believe. Some in the church still won't believe. Y'all okay? Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to show us how this antichrist spirit gets in. And I love the Maccabees because they fought to preserve the integrity of the word of God. One person stood up and it started the revolt. But when he stood up, y'all going to read it later on in the story. He had to kill his brother, and he didn't want to. He had to take the he had to take one of the other sellout lives to stop what was happening. He didn't want to do it, but he had to do it. See, some point you're gonna have to say this evil goes no further. The church won't rise up and say that at this time. We, we still need to preserve the temple. That's why this point is so important to dedicate yourselves. Dedicate your mind, your will, your emotions, everything to God. Submit it to him. This is the rededication of the temple. The preservation of the word of God. And they're coming for the word of God. It's so watered down now. It said it's going to be a famine of the word. Not a fool. It said it's going to be a famine of the word. Who has the real legitimate word? Who's preaching the real word of God? be a famine, he said, of the word of God. There's going to be a time where you won't be able to find a Bible. It's going to be outlawed. You know, like you saw in the book of Eli. Do y'all understand what's going on? I just want to make sure that I got the right translation that I'm remembering. I don't need nothing that's watered down and seeker friendly. Y'all all right? See, this, this is the real deal 
we really need to get ready. Okay, I think it's my time. All right. Yep. <laughs> you know, you know the schedule, don't you? You know the schedule, man. I ain't gonna keep y'all. Okay. So. All right. I'm trying to prepare us for the day of the Lord. Uh, I'm trying to get us to really see. We're going to hopefully tomorrow then I can really, I really want to, maybe I'll get a little grace tomorrow. I really want to dive into the historical events, how it all works in. You're going to know what Medo-Persia is and you're going to see this whole thing unveil itself as y'all continue to come. Amen. Amen. And you're going to find out that it's also, there's an answer for the prophetic end that, that is coming. We have an assurance of how this thing's going to turn out. You in the right place at the right time, hearing the right thing, because God is counting on us in these end times. He cannot find a church. I need 7,000 that have not bowed their knees to Baal. I mean, can we, can we, can I just ask you a question? What? Why is it so hard for a believer to read the Bible and obey. I, I need to know why is it so hard to read the Bible and obey it. It tells us to forgive, and we don't. He tells you, if you don't, I can't. Why is it so hard why are we always trying to maneuver and find and figure out something to get out of something instead of just actually obeying and following? Why is it hard? Do you realize what will, what will happen to you internally when you obey? Watch it. It creates a clean heart that the enemy cannot defile if we would just This is all he was trying to tell them in the wilderness. Obey my word. Just follow me. Obey. I put the cloud. I put the rock. Just follow. Moses, speak to the rock. Don't hit it. Speak to it. Why is it so hard? He tells you what adultery is in the Bible. He tells you what adultery. He tells you that. He makes it in the old and the new. He tells you that. But yet, we still make idols. And we still bow to them. Every time you bend down at that tree, I done told you, and put that present down there, you're bowing to it. Offering it. And he tell us about it. He told us to like this. Mm-hmm. Ain't that right? He told you to like this. He didn't tell you to do nothing else with it. He didn't tell you to add two more vines to it. He told you. He didn't tell you to do that. Why is it so hard for us to hear the word and obey the word? We haven't practiced. You have to practice obedience. You have to practice obeying. And Jesus learned. We won't, we won't practice righteousness. Practice the presence of God. We, we don't listen. 
We don't listen. It's not hard to not be in idolatry. Once you understand the root of what you're doing, you will understand why he said don't do it. He didn't say that the witch of indoor didn't couldn't speak to the dead. He said just don't do it. He didn't tell you. He said don't. He didn't say it won't real. Don't do it though. When you go into the land, he said, don't practice. Don't even inquire about their gods. That's what we do. Why'd you do that? Why you do that? Why did it? Why is it? He said, don't even inquire about them. Don't even ask about them. Because once I ask, it's going to open up a curiosity that has to be fulfilled. I need an answer. Had God said? And look what it opened up. Look what it opened up. Look what that question opened up. Or that suggestion, should I say. And that Satan, he still does the same thing with us. He suggests. Y'all all right? Wow. Jesus. All right. Glory to God. I'm, I'm, I'm okay? Yeah. All right. I'm yes. Uh, wow. Pastor, I've been really meditating on Hanukkah and Christmas. And as you was talking, I just heard this. Because some parents probably are asking or trying to figure out how to explain Hanukkah. <laughs> I, 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 I hear you. Say, <laughs> I hear you. It's this, it's that Christmas. You don't have to explain, because people just do it. It's tradition. It's tradition, right? However, it's pagan, right? And as prophets, it's demonic. Look, so if it's pagan, which is a tradition, and the word of God told us to not take on the custom and tradition of the world. So I asked the question that, that the minds of the body of Christ is asking, then is it a sin? Stress a tree. I'm just saying this is how you think. <laughs> I'm saying that's how some people think. It's just a tree. It's the root of the tradition that has a belief that is passed in, and look, it's transmitted through generations. Listen, okay? Because whenever I ask you a question, and we're not gonna be able to answer it, okay? A tradition 
is something that is transmitted through generation. But this particular tradition is pagan. Self-worship, many gods. So when you ask, is this a sin? It is the root of the tradition that's been transmitted through all your generation based on, look, many gods being served. That's what makes it a sin. When you're just saying it's just a tree, it's just some gifts. What makes anything to be evil, and God says he hates sin. Matter of fact, he speaks the hate that he refers to is not our hate. Because if we really hate something, we tend not to do it. But we, when we say hate, when it comes to sin, it's not the hate. We don't have an indignation. And an indignation is a theory of anger. And almost forming at the mouth anger. But we're talking about indignation against sin. What's evil? You don't have that. What we normally have is a feeling. You don't have the hate of God. Tradition kills the truth. Why? Because it's a belief. And look, it working as a doctrine. It works as a teaching of school and principle. Tradition does. This is why when someone come against your tradition, you are offended because it's your belief. It's the root of, look, what has been transmitted through your generations. This is why it's so important to know where, look, we try to find the roots of like, oh, we came from the motherland or wherever you think you came from. You need to find the root of, look, The generation that you came from. So we go to the family tree for the wrong reason. So when you go to the family tree, you should see, okay, there's a whole line of alcoholism, substance abuse, there is mental illness. Just go to that tree and see from what generations that you have come from. Because this is what has been passed down. And we bring all these generations of people in us. And this is your struggle. Versus the 42 generations that Jesus came through. Of faith. Those who would die for the faith, who would protect the integrity of the faith, who was true warriors, who were true men and women of God. That's what he came through. 
what did you come through? That's what I looked at. I looked at my generation before me, and I saw a pattern. I cursed it at the root. And now I can enter to now the 42 generation that Jesus came through because he's now in me. And I now can possess the power and the ability and the might. I don't, you don't have to explain Hanukkah to your children. You are simply dedicated. We don't have to recognize. We're not even like recognizing, celebrating we are Hanukkah. We're dedicated to Christ. You don't explain. Most things in the world you have to experience. And this is what you tell your child. You're going to learn to experience that you're dedicated to God. So you've been trying to figure out how to talk to your kids, and I want to get, tell you all about the history. I'm going to break all this. Look, that's why I said, look, I just know he came. And I know he's coming again. Stop trying to explain Hanukkah to your children. Stop trying to understand Hanukkah. What you need to get a revelation of is Jesus Christ. For he is all his feasts. You are dedicated. You are Hanukkah. You don't celebrate it. This is just one of the feasts that look more to try to get you to a place of understanding him, revealing of him. The whole word of God is about him. It's just another way of you coming to more intimacy with God. It's simply almost used as a principle. It's about intimacy. It's not about years. It's not about dates. It's not about this war, that war, or who said that, or who said this. I know that the Messiah lives because he lives in me. I am the whole book. I come in the volume. You don't explain Hanukkah. You can't explain the Holy Ghost. Your kids ask you, what, 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 I, mean, how, I mean, what's haunted? What's the Holy Spirit? And what's this? Look, it's, you can simply say, as a part of the person, they still look, they still couldn't get it. You tell them that he's going to give you an experience and an encounter. Like he, like he did me. And this is what happened to me. And you're going to know that it's him because this is what's most likely. He's going to have a personal encounter with you. And you're going to come tell me that you met. You met the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit, he baptized you in his fire and the Holy Ghost. And now I'm speaking in other tongues. And I know how to obey now. I didn't know how to obey first. I didn't know how to love. I used to keep lying to your mama. I don't lie no more. I know how to tell you the truth. Oh, you got 
the Holy Ghost. You're making it too complicated. You're making it too complicated. You can't explain Christ. He has to be revealed. Pastor, I end it right here because it was three the traditions, the word I was looking at, and I was looking at, I was also um, looking at uh, pagan and then the, the Antichrist. And with the Antichrist, so I just end here because I was asking Holy Spirit, what, I mean, what is going on with Hanukkah and Christmas? What's going on? It is the spirit of the Antichrist. And it's still working. It's still working. The spirit of Antichrist. I was doing a small study today, and it really was dealing with it was dealing with devils, it was dealing with witches, and we're dealing with warlocks. If hell does not know you, how do you think heaven knows you? Demons don't know you. Hell does not know you. How do you think heaven knows you? Pastor, the, the devil, the demons and warlock and witches are in many churches. And they get in through our senses, our feeling, our emotions. We give them permission, access, but still yet speaking of the word. He just wants to get you to go in the wrong way. You can be quoting scripture, but go this way. You can be go ahead and witness to someone, but you're not under submission. Mm. You're still challenged with submitting to the man and woman of God. But you, you're still praying over you and your family. It, he has no problem with you going the wrong way. And the church. See, see, when you're not submitted, but here have you saying in your mind that you are. But I am because I'm doing this, I'm doing that. If your parent, if you as a mother and father is telling your child that they're disobedient, but they feel like they are. Who would really know if they're being obedient? I would think that the parents would. But this is what happens. The children are disobedient because the parents are. But the word of God says this. Rebellion is as a spirit of witchcraft. To rebel against leadership. See, these are the things we take lightly. And we're convinced. The enemy has no problem with you being convinced that you're going the right way. But yet, you've been led to go this way. Left. But you feel strongly about going right. 
pastor. This is the problem. People of God, in here and online, and those to watch in the future. This is why many of us cannot follow. Because we're, look, we don't have the ability to move supernatural. The inability of being supernatural prevents you from following. So, see, super, to talk about demons and witches and warlocks, you don't believe it. I ain't heard nobody casting nothing out. I ain't heard no testimony. Self-deliverance. See, see, and most of the people that you're around, you need to, long time ago, cast one out. But we couldn't see it. You can't see what you can't see. But I'm letting you know this is why you can't follow. Because you have the inability to move supernatural. You have to be supernatural to follow. We're, yeah, we're, we're talking kingdom. We ain't talking outside the world. We're, we're talking about in the kingdom of God. To follow, you have to be supernatural. Because, you look, you're going to think about self. And you're going to hear self. You're not going to hear the word of God. You're going to hear self. So self will cause you not to follow. Because, look, you're not supernatural. You're not going to have questions because guess what? Supernatural people hear the word of God and they simply obey because they love God. That's it. Just, just, want, you, just want you all to know, you don't explain Hanukkah to your children because you can't. They have to have an encounter. It's, you have to have an encounter. The Holy Spirit, you can't even begin to explain the Holy Spirit. You have to have an encounter and share with them what, look, this is how I know that you now are baptized in his spirit because of the experience and encounter that you have. You have to have the Holy Spirit. You have to be refilled. You have to be refilled with his Holy Spirit to know spiritual matters. Glory to the Most High God. Can y'all stand to your feet, please? Thank you, teacher. That would call. You gonna light the camera for us? All right. All right. As um, Elder comes to light the menorah, I think it's a great time again to dedicate your life, your mind, 
your soul, your body, everything, your finances, everything to God. Every part of me, every part that I'm constituted to be, I dedicate my future, my purpose. So it's not mine. I'm a steward over it. Amen. So it's a time to look upon the light of the world because he has the answer for everything. He said, we're in the world, but we're not of it. So this is why I always say, if the world is doing it, why is the church doing it? We are. And I love what he was saying in the teaching yesterday. He's saying that I am distinct of who I am. I'm distinct. You are distinct. You're a new creation never before existed. So you got to get the revelation of the light of the world. That means truth. It means truth. Truth about us. Some think it, look at this and say, you know what? There's some self-deliverance that need to go on. I need to cast that out of my own self. My thoughts, my erroneous thoughts, the whisperings of the enemy. You have that ability because you have the mind of Christ. You should. I was listening, and they were saying when they were lighting the candles that God commanded them to light the candles. And I'm like, nowhere did God command them. He didn't command that they light nine candles. This is why we light all of them. There wasn't one by one. In the story of the Maccabees, when they restored the temple, they lit all the candles. Not one. Tradition. Yeah, we have learned some stuff here. We have grown here. Seemed right. It was like really nice, but that wasn't the truth. I want to worship him. In spirit and in what? Truth. This is the completion. Okay. It's It's the completion of what? Day what? Five. Grace. The number of grace. Y'all are dismissed. Shabbat Shalom. I will see y'all tomorrow. God willing. Amen. Right. Oh, yeah, she's taking her communion. Come on, I'm gonna take me some communion. I'm gonna take me some communion with me.